middle of the street. Mid shit, she gets hit by a car. She was okay until I walked up next to her and broke up with her. I'm very glad that joke works. She does not like that joke at all. Um, <laughs> uh, the weirdest thing I think I've ever done in my life uh, is I watched porn in my parents' room, like on their on their television. Not because like I have like a weird you know step brother step you know that fetish that's there right now. For anyone that doesn't know, porn right now is taking a big leap on incest. Just letting everybody know out there, it's not me, it's the porn, which I feel like other people, I feel like that's a thing people say. It's not me, it's the porn, and, and they do crazy shit. Um, but yeah, no, my parents had Comcast, and uh, what I didn't know is that my mom records a TV screen during the day, and I told my parents that I was at home sick, and so I could stay at home and just masturbate all day, which is what I used to do in high school. So it was a great, great use of my time. Um, so while I was there, I went to just, you know, normal, just big busty women, just, you know, just sucking each other's tits and a couple of blowjobs are in there and stuff. And so later on that night, my parents came home. Uh, my mom had like turned on her soap operas to try to catch up with what she missed during the day. And porn came up. Of course it came to like pretty much when the screen is recorded, it shows exactly how I got to the porn what exact link I click, where I fast forward it, where I hit slow-mo, where I paused, where I just had to clean up, where I reversed it, and then me reading the credits, trying to jack off to those women in the future. Um, it's fucked up because my dad came in to my room that night and was like, you're fucking disgusting. And I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, dad. And he was trying so hard not to laugh. My mom is like this super Christian lady. She was like, oh, Oh my God. And my dad just couldn't believe it. He was just like, there's so many rooms in this house and you had to jack off in our fucking room. So weird. It's so weird. So much trauma. I, I think I, I probably give my mom more trauma than she gave me as a child. Um, speaking of children, I work with children, which is always weird to say after the shit that comes out of my mouth. Um, there, I work in a middle school and there's this one little girl named Alicia who is way too mature for her age. There's always one. The gay kids tend to be the most mature kids in middle school because if you're comfortable being gay in middle school, like you, you're you're defeating tons of people, right? And it's like, it's, it's real. It's they're the they're the coolest kids. They know about all the shit. Um, so this girl, <laughs> Alicia, she knows a lot of sexual stuff because she carries her on an iPad all day, and so she just looks up crazy shit all the time, which sucks because it's like. You're fucking 12. Like, you shouldn't be knowing all this shit. But so she fucks with me because she knows that I laugh at the fucked up shit she says. So today she, came, she comes up to me. She's like, hey, Mr. Mike. And I was like, yes, Alicia. She was like, what's a clitoris? And I was like, oh, it's a dinosaur. It's a, you know, clitoris rex. It, uh, it's what it is. And then... <laughs> She walks up to the whole class and says, hey, everybody, I'm going to be a clitoris for Halloween. <laughs> True story. Sounds like I'm making it up. But that's exactly what a 12 year old girl said. So coming up to the stage first. Uh, oh, well, actually, yeah, how do you guys feel about my jokes? Good. Any comments? <laughs> I didn't know that porn had credits. I guess they never made that part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do have credits. 
Well, it depends on like which video. Like if you look at like Bang Bros, the credits are kind of like in the beginning, and then if you look at Reality Kings, that's so much porn I watched. Jeez, you see how fucking. I just I wish the, I wish there was porn commentating like you know sports just like if you know a lot about sports you get a good job out of it you know a lot about porn you're on the sex offenders list but go on. I was gonna say I remember Bang Bros from back when I watched straight porn. That's, hmm. Yeah, memorable. Was it? Yeah, I yeah, remember like the like the like like there's just like their first names on the side. That's that's cool. Is is gay porn better than straight porn? Just out of well, curiosity. Well, I mean, like, just like qual- HD quality-wise, are the stories still like super fake or quality? Okay. Yeah, you can get HD anything for free. That's that's the life. One day, if I ever change my everything. Oh, sh- oh, wow, damn, that's fuck. I need to get friends like you. Hey, <laughs> any other you know, comments? That's sick. You have a cool life. No, that's that's fucking cool. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always watching porn. Like, I wish I was hanging out with these people. But I just wanted to say I love the joke where your girlfriend gets a run over. <laughs> Shit, that joke's fucking awesome. Is that a new one? Yeah, completely new. Yeah, Fuck that yeah, that's a true story. But she wasn't really my girlfriend. But like, I just thought it'd be funny to end that story with. And then I broke up with her. That joke so. super works. Thanks. That's a good feeling when you write something and it works right away. Yeah, I'm so happy. Made everybody in this room laugh. It's a good opening. It's a good opening. Good. <laughs> That's an opening? <laughs> That'd be... <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> I'm starting to think of like every show. Just, hey, everybody in high school. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm like at a church show. Um, but all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for the comments. I will keep. I'll definitely keep these jokes. First person coming to the stage, she's funny as hell. Everybody give it up for Rachel Pinson. Hey everyone, what's up? Beauty Radio, stuff. I have two dollars for this. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just I have new stuff I wanna work on. I don't, I don't wanna run through all my material, but whatever. Um, so all of it, <laughs> let me get through my new stuff first. So uh, I am, my dad is a hillbilly and my moms are lesbians. And that makes me half redneck, half gay. Anyone else? Like at least I think I'm half gay. Like how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? Does anyone know? I don't know, I'm still working on it. I was telling my dad the other day about doing comedy. I like I never really saw myself as a bar goer. And here I am sitting in these bars. I get beer because I, I love beer and uh, I want to support the venues. I'm like, dad, but it's like, it's making me fat. And my dad, instead of telling me not to drink, was just like, just switch to Michelob Ultra. You know, it's got fewer calories, fewer carbs. I'm like, thanks dad. He should uh, write for their advertising company or something oh uh do you guys ever come up with excuses of why you want to party like why you want to use drugs like hey it's snoop dogg's birthday let's roll up a blunt and then the next day you're like it's snoop dogg's birth week let's roll up a blunt 
And the next day, you're like, fuck it, Snoop Dogg was born. Yeah, me too. Guys hear about the war on drugs? I lost a few good men to the war on drugs, like George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 once. <laughs> that was hard. That was hard, because I grew up in Ohio. The opiate crisis there is so bad. Did you guys know? You know how like in California, if you want to like, like before weed was legal, and you wanted to smoke weed, you could just go to a doctor and be like, I've got anxiety. And they'd be like, wink, nudge, and you're an insomniac too, right? <laughs> yeah, here's a prescription for weed. We would do that over there, but for Oxycontin. <laughs> and that's way more addictive. Uh, and it's, it's a problem. You guys know the show Intervention? You know, where they follow a drug addict around and they're like, you're ruining your life and you're ruining our lives and we're gonna get you help. Well, they came to my hometown and I'm like looking around, there's only like 30,000 people. Everyone's so fucked up. I'm like, they're gonna have to do the whole town. <laughs> and then they did, they did the whole town. They called it hillbilly heroin and they didn't even do an intervention. They didn't help anybody. They were just like, this place is fucked America, we're out. And that's what I did. I was like, this place is fucked America. But so we're all watching it together as a family, like who are we gonna know? Who are we gonna like, gather around the TV? It showed this dilapidated building. My sister's backyard, her dog was in it. My nieces get so excited. They're like, Rufus is famous! Like, oh man, what a shitty thing to be famous for. But what an even shittier way to find out that your sister's dog's been on drugs, man. Let's get Rufus some help. Uh, I'm afraid of jogging. Anyone else afraid of jogging? Yeah. yeah? Can I tell you why I'm afraid of jogging? It doesn't matter, I'm going to anyway. Well, I, I've had a, I've had double D's since about seventh grade. Yeah, bleh, sure. Uh, and you know, yeah, it, it was a, there was a lot of sexual harassment involved in my life, but I'm afraid of jogging because I think that if I start jogging, one of my tits is gonna fly up and smack me in the face and then give me a black eye and then everyone's gonna want to beat up my boyfriend and that's not fair. It's not fair to him. Like I just can't wait till my tits sag and get lower and lower to my belly button. And then I can just flip him over my shoulder and then my back won't hurt as bad. You guys know what I mean? All four of the men in this room, you know what I mean? Can't wait for that day. And then ironically, those kids in middle school that used to sexually harass me change faces. Now they're kids in middle school making fun of my saggy tits. And that's the circle of life, people. That's the circle of tits. Yeah, that's some newer stuff. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so me and my boyfriend quit drinking together. Thank you. So now I just drink alone. <laughs> Do you want to get a drink later? Yeah. In high school, I was an emo kid, but that was just a phase. Like, I grew up and became a depressed adult like everyone else, you know? Some good stuff. What else did I want to work on? I didn't write anything down. I didn't come prepared at all, like like for life. You guys want to hear a story? I can tell you another story, <laughs> I guess. Uh, which one? So one time I was like, uh, I was in Tennessee. I was in the uh, Tennessee National Forest in this big hippie, all-inclusive camp out. 
and when uh, I was like really dirty I was like in the woods for like a month and I'm like I'm gonna go to the lake and I'm gonna bathe and I was like taking dirt from the bottom of the lake and like scrubbing the dirt off of my dirt and you know when you have an all-inclusive gathering you're gonna have some unsavory characters come visit you you know like the enemy of the people the um, gang members that wear badges what are they called? the police so yeah and uh, so I was like bathing in the lake just topless, I had shorts on, and I hear six up, which if you guys don't know, means that the cops are coming. So I get out of the lake, and I put a shirt on, and I wait, I wait like five to seven minutes, and then they finally come down, and they're like, hey, we saw you, you were naked, and I'm like, I'm not naked, they're like, you were naked, we saw you in the bushes. Like, whoa, that's fucking creepy, you know, like, I told the judge that uh, he still he still gave me a ticket. And I never paid that titty tax. And I'm pretty sure I have a bench warrant in Tennessee. But I don't want to fucking go back to Tennessee anyway. So they can keep it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like uh, there's a lot of uh, male comedians that talk about porn. And they talk about their dicks a lot. And I'm like, I don't want to like talk about my tits. It's like dick humor. And then I like was running out of material. I'm like, what do I know? Well, I do have tits. Like, fuck it. Like, I'll, I'll just tell stories about my. Yeah. Anyway, so fast forward. I ended up stranded in Atlanta, Georgia, with no backpack and no shoes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Someone stole my backpack. Like, there was nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes. What were they gonna do? Sell my crusty underwear? because I was gonna sell my crusty underwear. And they took my hustle, and that's not fucking nice. It's not nice, I met this guy, his name was Dow Jones. He was like, it's fucked up, man, I just got out of jail. All I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in her own home. We just happened to be homeless. Like, oh man. I met this kid named Monk, and you wouldn't think that he was a monk, because he had face tats, he was like young. He was barefoot all the time. But he really did go to Tibet and study to become a nun. Uh, I offered him a beer. He's like, no, I can't drink a beer. That's against the rules. I offer him, like, smoke a bowl with me. And he's like, no, I can't smoke weed. That's against the rules. He asked if we can stop and get some almond milk. My friend's like, I have chocolate almond milk. He's like, I can't drink chocolate almond milk. That's against the rules. I'm like, I can't have sex. He can't do all these things. And then he was telling us a story about him smoking crack by the train tracks. And we were like, what? You could smoke crack? And he's like, yeah, I could smoke crack. Crack's not against the rules. The rules were written way before crack was invented. Like, what else could he do? Probably can't smoke opium, but maybe he can do heroin. I don't know, because I don't, I don't know how that works. I'm working on that one. Uh, so anyway, I first came to San Francisco as one of those like homeless hippies on hate that you ironically hate, you know? And I experienced classism, I really did, because now I live in San Francisco. And when I first came here, people would see me, my backpack, my dog, other hate street homeless kids would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, do you wanna do some acid with me? Like, yeah, cool. And then now that I'm all showered and I have a place to live, those same kids come up to me and they're like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? And that's fucking classism. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's where I'm gonna end.
Any any comments? Anybody from from the audience? So uh, your entire town being on uh, whatever recovery, great progression, absolutely loved it. And uh, if you did the thing about your tits and guys and talking about their dicks before you did your tits thing, mm. yeah, because I want to I wanna hear that before and then I want you to go into the tits. Okay, cool. That's cool. Because I just thought of that as I'm sitting up here and I'm like, I'm just talking about my tits in front of a bunch of dudes. Like, I just like thought of that. I'm like, this is like the reverse of what every open mic is for me usually you know yeah yeah thanks for that i'll, yeah. I'll keep that in mind did i also did i mention that the show was called hibbly heroin mm -hmm. okay because i just think that's funny you can look it up you can look it up it's real <laughs> is that it is all the comments in we're gonna my stuff all right okay cool all right Get it one more time for Rachel Pinson, everybody. Woo! Coming up next to the stage is also a really funny-ass person. He was just here a second ago talking to me about his mustache and his life. Everybody give it up for Ernest Evangelista! That is folded that way because it is a quarter of a ten dollars. <laughs> so I put in the perfect amount of money. So a lot of people wonder uh, for the studio listening audience, uh, why do you wear your mustache so curly? And I tell people that this is my John Wilkes Booth look, <laughs> mainly because I'm planning to assassinate a sitting Republican president. This is not recorded, right? <laughs> this is not. It's not okay. Oh. Let's flag Muni Radio. Okay. Um, my ankle hurts. Oh, uh, so yeah. How was you guys' Thanksgiving? Was it? It was awful, right? It was pretty. Because you have to be around people that gave you trauma when you're growing up. Uh, I mean, I chose not to hang around my family for Thanksgiving. Uh, I chose to uh, hang out with uh, my son for Thanksgiving in Vegas. It was pretty cool. He's really, he's like four years old in pre-K. He's really cute. Uh, he's a really good kid. Um, I had, and honestly, I don't know if you guys know this, you haven't seen me in a while. I've been, uh, three months sober as of, t as of yesterday. Yeah, three months sober. I had to, I had to stop doing drugs, uh, like cocaine, mainly because of my son. Because my son stopped selling me cocaine. <laughs> he was like, I can't, it's too hot, dad. They keep stopping me at the border. Hit up your plug, El Chapo. And I'm like, shh, don't talk on the phone or on Muni Radio. Uh, 
But yeah, no, uh, it was really cool for Thanksgiving. Honestly, I have a, I have a weird family. That's why I try not to hang out with the other family. I try and hang out with family. So you can make new traumatic memories rather than relying on the old ones. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have any weird uncles in your family that probably support Trump? Do you guys have any of those? No? Um, my family, I have a lot of weird characters in the Philippines. They're really good people. Uh, they killed people, but they're really good. My uncle killed a person. Uh, he killed a lot of people, yo. He killed, he was a murder at the age of 16. Like the rapper Tay K, he killed a person. You don't, Mike, do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he killed a person and was head of a prison gang in the Philippines called the Bahala Gang. You could look him up. His name is Butch Belica. They made a movie about him in 1994. Um, at the, in the 60s, he was a gang member, a communist. When, like, when you could, like, people were really, it was really hard to be a communist, but it was really sexy. So, like, he got a lot of girls at the 60s. And then he went to jail because he killed someone's driver and the son and the a lot of people, a bunch of people on the bus and, like, stuff. And, like, he was a really cool guy. But then he went to jail, um, found uh, God in jail. Um, honestly, he also beat up the Beatles. Do you remember this little band called the Beatles? Yeah, he was famous because... Um, I don't know if you know, uh, Philippines during that time, it was ran by a dictator uh, named President Marcus. And uh, he had his wife called Imelda Marcus. And she was known for her shoe collection. Uh, and she was a huge bitch. And she was so uh, arrogant and like entitled that she wanted the Beatles to play at her son's birthday party. And then the Beatles were like, no, don't play children's birthday parties. We... we. With the Beatles. And she was like, fuck that. And told my uncle and his gang. And told the uh, them to meet up the Beatles at the airport. And do you guys remember those, like, footages of, like, the Beatles in the airport? And, like, girls are screaming, like, ah, John And then he's like, oh, no, lady, it's okay. We're just a couple of cool dudes from the Liverpool. Imagine that. But then my uncle just drop kicking the shit out of, like, Ringo. And then just like, bah, bah. okay, I'm sorry I did that. But like, yeah, he was like, he's like, fuck, take this, poor blood, John. And Ringo cried like a girl. But yeah, that was what my uncle was famous for. And uh, yeah, and then uh, he went to jail. And then he got pardoned by the president of the Philippines, the same one that uh, his wife told him to kick up, uh, beat up the Beatles. And then he became a pastor. And then he uh, was really cool. Uh, He was really famous. He wrote a book about him converting to Christianity. Or like I say, um, pretending to be Christian so he could get out of jail. And then like writing a book about it. And he was really famous. And uh, he got me free Pacquiao fight tickets, which was really cool. He got me like a Morales 2 and Bradley 2. I watched live in Vegas. But then he started killing more people. Because uh, he became a police officer and a politician. And uh, now he currently kills people for the president of the Philippines. The current president of the Philippines, uh, Duterte. 
Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, like, you guys should just watch this on Vice News. It's like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole story. But yeah, currently there's a drug war in the Philippines against all drug dealers and drug addicts. And you can just kill them. And like little kids, like in order to make money, you're like, oh yeah, we could just shoot this guy for a bounty. And then we get like $500. And it's like pretty, it's pretty lucrative. You just like drop a little meth in his pocket and then they're like here here's a body so that's what my uncle does and yeah basically i can't go back home to the philippines because my uncle wants to murder me you ever have an uncle want to murder you okay uh but yeah that's my family history um uh, i don't know what uh, i just want to talk about yeah what uh it's it's also it's also a thing that like it's crazy how like you ever get nervous that you might have like murderous dna in your blood like you know like i think about assassinating the president my uncle killed a bunch of people what's gonna happen to my son like i have to not let him watch rugrats because he uh, tried to stab me with a screwdriver because he watched Rugrats. Uh, you guys don't remember Rugrats? They like, they hid screwdrivers in their diapers like they're in jail. <laughs> remember Tommy? He was like, I was like, what the hell were you doing with that screwdriver? Uh, Tupacio? His name is Tupacio because he's half black, half Filipino. I was like, hell, what the hell, Tupacio? Why are you doing that screwdriver? And he was like, you know what? A baby's gonna do what a baby's gonna do. And then he shanked me. I was like, eh, eh, eh. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you the real reason why, uh, I quit doing drugs was because I got in trouble for, uh, doing cocaine outside a bar once. I was doing cocaine outside a bar, and a guy came up to me. I was like, hey, man, stop doing that cocaine. And I was like, hey, man, why don't you shut the fuck up? You sound like a real cop right now. Hey, prove to me you're not a cop by doing this cocaine. Turns out he was a cop. And then I got arrested, and I had to go to court for cocaine possession. And you ever had to go to court for cocaine possession, and you're doing cocaine the other night? And you're like, fuck, I'm out of cocaine. I should probably take this acid to wake up. And then you go to court tripping balls on acid, and you look the judge in the eye while your eyes twitching, and you say, please don't hurt me, daddy. And he's like, fuck you, 30 days. <laughs> and now I'm in. All right, you guys have a good night uh, or whatever. I think that's good. I'll pick up the stool. Dope. You're fucking funny as fuck. Your kid, your your kid's name is not Tupac, yeah. It's Louis. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't want to say it. it's not Louis. It's not after Louis C.K. It's actually after Louis Samperini. He was a World War II POW. Okay, it's a long story. Cool. Love it. Dukes. Alright, so uh, I love the is this recorded bit. Whether that was improvised or planned, uh, definitely keep it. Thanks. Um, have you ever killed a person like that? That bet I feel like ran a little long. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I found it kind of hard to relate to and it kept mm -hmm. going, so it'd be kind 
edit that down. Edit it down, yeah. Um, and I want more Beatles impersonations. It was a yeah. really good Beatles impersonation. Thanks. Yeah. I always get nervous about doing impersonations, but yeah, I'm, I'll work on that. Yeah, bring it up throughout the act. All right. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, everybody, give it up right now. Give it up loudly. Okay. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, this is Joke Workshop with, with myself. My name is Mike. Uh, coming to the stage next is uh, Holly Pop-Tart. That is single-handedly the best name, and I believe that you now know porn stars. Everybody give it up one more time. Hello, everybody. My name is Polly Pop-Tart, the original drag intro comedian. I've got a great cast that I can't wait to introduce, but I'm going to need your help. So when I say, oh, oh, you say, is she ready? Let's give it a try. Oh, oh. Is she ready? When you take her on a date, she'll only grab the bill if it's small. Welcome to the stage, Monica Jewinski. So I'm going to tell you about the time I hooked up with a pastor at a nude beach. Now, I didn't know he was a pastor when I met him. I just dropped to my knees out of habit. <laughs> After finishing my Sunday servicing, I noticed a burning sensation on my body. Have you ever had that? Sunburns, yeah, they're the worst. And I had an especially tough time because it was a nude beach. I had it all over my body. Oh, oh. Is she ready? Is she ready? She's the eleventh plague that Moses put upon the Egyptian people. Welcome to the stage, Sandy Butt Cheeks. So after swallowing the body of Christ, he gave me his number and I was supposed to call him. Now, I got very busy and I didn't call him. And I felt really guilty about it. Uh, about a week afterward, I noticed another burning sensation on my body and this one itched. Have you ever had that before? Yeah, scabies, it's the worst. <laughs> and I was a little bit embarrassed, but I called him anyway, and I could tell that he was a little upset that I didn't call him. And I asked him how he thinks he got it. And he told me that he probably got it from all the homeless people he helps. The nerve! I already feel guilty for not calling him, and now I had to feel guilty about never volunteering. <laughs> Thanks, Christianity. Really makes you feel guilty in your most vulnerable moments. You know, as much as it sucked getting scabies from a pastor on the beach, at least I didn't get crabs. Thanks, Jesus. Oh, oh. Let's try it one more time. Oh, oh. The sun will come out and burn you for eternity. Welcome to the stage, Annie Christ. Now, I feel weird saying the words, thanks Jesus, because I grew up mostly Jewish. In fact, I have a Brooklyn Jewish mother. Oh, oh. She's the cool mom from Mean Girls who has a history of oppressing the Jewish people. Welcome to the stage, Amy Poland. <laughs> so my mom is a tough woman. So she's a Brooklyn Jewish mother who talks very fast and is a personal trainer. She's been a personal trainer for 30 years. At the age of 60, she could do 15 pull-ups, 
which was really embarrassing for all the kids on my soccer team. At the age of 67, the same year that she had a hip replacement surgery, she takes 20,000 steps per day. She's pretty much Jane Fonda without the fillers. Okay, we will <laughs> fix that one. So at Thanksgiving, I started to realize that my mom is a little different than other moms. At uh, Thanksgiving dinner, your mom might go on a smoke break. My mom goes on a steps break. When her Fitbit tells her to go for a walk, it doesn't matter where she is. She will stand up and confidently walk out of the room faster than the Democrats out of the Senate. <laughs> and I thought that I could take this time to tell her that she doesn't really need to work out so hard. She's already in great shape. And I told her this, and there was silence, and I was thinking, maybe I just got through to her. Maybe. I turned around, and she went on another steps break. Turns out that she listens to her Fitbit more than she listens to me. Now I know how parents feel. I guess there are definitely worse ways that you can uh... yeah I mean my mom's a personal trainer and she really likes to help people and I really feel like she does her best um, to really connect with people and do a great job oh oh she helps women lose weight by selling their organs on the black market welcome to the stage Jenny Craigslist So I've really benefited from my mom being a personal trainer. And I've learned a lot of lessons you can't really learn any other way. Knowledge that I really hold dearly. Like, did you know that you guys can't get depressed if you just literally never stop moving? Really impressive lesson to learn from my childhood. And it's great. You know, I haven't had any negative side effects from my entire life with this mother. In related news, I'm in therapy. You know, some people who do drag say that drag is cheaper than therapy. Lucky me, I need both. One of the things I love about drag is that it pays me in cash, which is super convenient because my therapist only takes cash. It's like I call it my mental health economy because right now I'm in my roaring 20s. I'm 28 and having a great time. The Great Depression's coming soon. <laughs> I really love getting paid in cash, though. It's my favorite. So when I show up to therapy, I just make it rain. It just so happens that around that same time, my, my uh, therapist decided not to take my insurance anymore. It's probably just, just uh, can, bad timing. And sometimes I even, after I make it rain, I put a Cuban cigar, Cuban cigar in my mouth, just to be festive. <laughs> oh, oh? She's the Cuban bombshell whose crippling sense of anxiety could pop up at any moment. Like right now. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Havana Breakdown. So it's not just my mom, me, my sister, my dad, we're all very active. We have a very 
active family. And we have some non-traditional family traditions. Uh, for example, and on Christmas Day, we do a family outing to the gym to start working off the food that we ate the night before. Judging by the glares I'm feeling right now, I'm gonna say that's not normal. Yeah, I don't think Rachel is feeling that one. She's like, you fucking crazy. <laughs> but, on, but on the good side, I, I love that my family is very active. I mean, we really look to each other for support. I just wish the look my mother gave me when I gained 10 pounds freshman year of college was a little more supportive. Yeah, mom. We remember. <laughs> I knew she'd notice, but I hoped she wouldn't say anything. But you know, Jewish mothers, it's not their business, but they have an opinion. <laughs> I thought maybe I could fool her. So I was like, yeah, mom, you know, I think the dining, the dining room food just like really was, uh, was, was really fattening. And then I've really been li lifting weights a lot. I've been really hitting the gym. I think I'm bulking up a little bit. Do you think she bought it? No, of course not. You know that face that only a mother can make? Let me, let me give you an example. It's a little bit similar. You know that face that you make when you have a really sour candy, but you're trying to like save face for your friends? You know, how, you know how I know that my mom didn't buy it? I hate cabbage. I always have, always will. If it is in something, I will probably not eat it. When I was in high school, my mom was so nice. She would take cabbage and put it on the side. Not for this fat kid. When you're overweight in my house, starvation just becomes a little easier. Oh, oh. She's the fun side chef whose biggest story in life is neglecting hungry mouths. Welcome to the stage, Bonnie Petite. Don't worry, my mom didn't starve me. Please, she's from New York. Not from New Jersey. And honestly, I think that my mom would never have starved me because it would be too much guilt for her. Please, do you think a Jewish mother would waste all that guilt on herself? Clearly none of us have Jewish mothers in the room. So beyond fitness, I'm really glad that my mom raised me Jewish. It's really great when I go to bars. Whenever I tell guys that I'm Jewish, the first thing they say is prove it. So I do. I tell them I have indigestion. Works every time. Oh, oh. She's pink, bubbly, sweet, and reminds you of all your bad decisions. Welcome to the stage, Pepto-Dismal. <laughs> so I've got a question for you guys. Why did the Jewish mother circumcise her son herself? Why? Budget cuts. Hey. Don't worry, my mom didn't circumcise me herself. Part of me thinks that she didn't really care enough to. I suppose you could say, she didn't have any skin in the game. Yeah. Oh, oh? Is she really? She's the first thing on your lips when you meet a new guy at the club. Welcome to the stage, Izzy Uncut. Yeah. Thank you, Izzy Uncut is a real queen in New York City. 
You know, it's really hard to write jokes about my mom. I really appreciate all the things that she's done to raise me to the person I am today. And it was really hard to find her flaws. But I really dug down deep and found some flaws because I'm trained to be a parent someday too. Oh, oh. She's the fuckable 13-year-old who disappeared last week outside of a rabbi's office. What? Welcome to the stage, John Benet Mitzvah. <laughs> Thank you so much. My name is Polly Pop-Tart, the original drag intro comedian. Yeah. Give it up. Wow, that was, that was, that was fantastic. Uh, 100% new material. That was fucking great. Um, for me personally, I just think that like your puns are really like super solid. Like that shit is like, yeah, I don't even know how you think of the stuff that you come up with. That shit's really really funny. Yeah, yeah it's really really great. I'm always excited. I mean, you you do the coming to the stage. Like I'm always pumped. What the fuck you're gonna say next? And I think like saving that the 13 year old one at the last point. Like if you open with that, I would have been like, oh no, what are you about to say right now? But you know, no, but fucking hilarious. I have to pee right now, and I'm really sorry. This is gonna be rude as I do this, but I just want to say you're really fucking funny. So, yeah. I never noticed like uh, when you say the drag queen names, it relates to the joke earlier, and that's like a cool thing that I, I just noticed. It's like, it's like no, not not, but like uh, like let's say you were talking about your mom. Uh, being a fitness instructor, and then like you come up with it's like kind of like a stage sort of thing, but th that's really cool. Yeah. Hella funny, dude. Great job. Uh, you have so much new stuff. Good shit, dude. Uh, I like it all. Thank you. I like the faces that you make. And I can't wait to see you do them when you're like in your full Polly Pop Tart drag. Like I think it's gonna be even more. Uh, that was good. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. It's that one. I think. Testing, testing, testing. Sweet, good shit, guys. Yeah. I've been gone a while. I've been out. Haven't seen you guys around. Don't recognize some of you. Uh, what was your name again, dude? Polly Pop, Pop Tart. Good to see you. You got good shit, man. You're gonna go far. What's your biggest fear in this world? Drowning. Drumming? Drowning. Drowning. Drowning's a good one because it's like, fuck, I'm drowning, and then you're just dead, right? Your lungs fill with water. Probably hurts. <laughs> Right? But if you think about it, where does fear come from? From your brain. We have that shit programmed in our head from the time we're little fucking kids. The monsters, you remember when you're a kid, the monsters are gonna get you. But where do the monsters live when you're a kid? In your head, that's right, in the back of your head, back in your subconscious, where all the other fucking shit lives that makes you afraid. Where else they live? Under your bed, where else? In your, in your closet. They live in all the places you hide your weed. <laughs> They're not trying to get you. The monsters are just trying to chill, bro. <laughs> I'm a monster. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, 
I just got engaged last week. I'm uh, yeah. yep. I'm uh, convinced a woman to only date me forever. Yeah, I mean, I I did it. I'm a comic, and I'm also gonna get married. That's rare, right? Uh, yeah, it's a good times. We went up to Lake Tahoe. I had a whole plan. I was gonna drive her up to Lake Tahoe, do a whole production, all this shit. And uh, we get up there in our car, and the f there's a fucking snowstorm, and the road's closed, and we're in a fucking BMW that she rented for some fucking reason, and we get shut down, and there's ice on the windshield, and we're pumping the windshield back and forth, back and forth, and she's driving, right? That's what a bitch I am. And she's, she likes to put her hand out the window when she's driving and pull the ice off the windshield wiper. But instead of doing that, she just yanked the fucking windshield wiper off and threw it into the highway as we were fucking driving. And then she goes, a minute or two later, she goes, you know what, babe? I think I'm tired of driving now with zero visibility. Anyway, so we get to Tahoe and I try to propose to her at the end of a dock in Lake Tahoe because that way, if she says no, I can just go, you're wet, get wet. Anyway, I'm engaged. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to clap twice. That's fine. Things are going good with me, man. Life's moving along. 34. This is my 10th year in San Francisco, so got the obligatory hipster glasses. I, I apparently I have, I'm fucking blind. I went to the optometrist for the first time in 10 years, and he was like, yeah, guess what? You can't see shit. I didn't know this fucking your brain compensates for shitty eyes and it fills in the gaps. Did you know this? You probably fucking knew this. Your bra your, like if, you're, if your brain makes things blurry, or your eyes really is what it is, that your brain will fucking go, ah, I think it's a wall, right? And then the, that's what you see. So now I have fucking glasses on and when I take them off, it's like I'm very conscious that I'm looking at it two eyes. Is that, does that sound weird? You know, like I'm, I can, I know that the light is coming in through two separate eyes. No? Anybody? <laughs> like you sit down at a table and you open your eyes and a beam of light comes in, bounces off the table, goes into your eyes, and then your brain translates that information and you're like, oh shit, I think that's a table right there, right? So you reach out your hand, I can't see shit right now, and you, t and you, you put your fingers right there and the nerve endings on the tip of your fingers fucking tell your brain, dude, that's a fucking table. And then you think to yourself, you have a mind blow fucking moment. You're like, wait a minute, the word table is just a sound someone fucking made up to match the image in your head and the feeling in your fingertips. You could re replace any word with a sound table and it would fucking be equally meaningless. Table, 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 table. That joke's stupid. It's way overthinky. Anyway, who's had a tragedy in their life? Tragic? Nobody? Fuck you guys. You've all had tragedies. Yeah. I had one pretty late. I was lucky. My first major tragedy was uh, first year of college, right? I found someone dead, someone that I lived with. So here's how the story goes. We, all, we were all fucking nerds, right? Junior college, took two classes a fucking quarter, and fucking played World of Warcraft 
four hours a day at least. So everyone in the house playing World of Warcraft, right? It's me and my brother and my friend and my other friend who's a healer, right? He's healing us. We're in a raid. We're all our characters and we're like killing shit. And he's not fucking healing us, right? And we're all like, dude, Jamie, what the fuck? We're dying out here. I go over, I knock on his door. We're all in fucking separate rooms, <laughs> right, right? We're not actually talking to each other. So I knock on his door and I open the door and he's dead in real life. <laughs> He fucking died. The raid leader, as he was dead in his chair with his like headset strewn about, there's like a little vomit over here. The raid leader, I can hear over the speakers, is going, ah, oh, god damn it, Jamie. I got off work early for this shit. And you can't even fucking heal us. He was like, died from prescription pills, man. That's too serious. That's not what you don't want. Damn. That's, that's not the fucking reaction you want. But yeah, he was fucking dead, man. And you know, now it's funny. Cause I don't give a shit. Here's what, here's how he died. What's that? He said he couldn't heal himself. He couldn't fucking heal himself. You know how he died though? He fucking, every time he would go to someone's house, right? He would open the bathroom cabinet and just, whoop, yoink, mine, what, whatever pills. He saw pills. Oh, that looks nice. Boom. You'd only take one, right? Every time we went to someone's house. We found a pillowcase with like 200 different pill bottles from different people, right? And then when they did the autopsy, they were like, he, uh, he mixed the wrong pill, two pills. It wasn't volume. It was just like some, some pills you can't mix. It fucking killed him. That or the fucking World of Warcraft. Pew, pew. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> yeah, Thanksgiving. Spend some time with family. In my family, when you hang up the fucking phone, first, you say, I love you, right? I love you. I love you, mom. I love you, grandma. Bye, right? You say it because you never fucking know, right? You don't know when the last time you're gonna talk to grandma is, and you don't want your last words to grandma to be, oh yes, the butterscotch was nice. I gotta go. Anyway, I have that habit, right? And it may seem sweet, but it's a habit. So on occasion, I tell people I love you that I don't actually love. Yes, Carl, I'll get the provident loss to you by next week. Okay, I love you. Bye. Huh. What the fuck did you just say, dude? Uh, just for the record, Carl, uh, I do not love you. Eh, Joe needs some fucking word. I love you guys. Yeah. Uh, so I went to the doctor for the first time in like 10 years recently. I'm getting a lot of fucking shit together, right? I feel like this is too close. This is a little better here. Coo. So I went to the doctor. He's, he's filling out his form. He's like, so Dan, what's your diet like? So I'm going to be honest, doc. It's mostly gas station food. He said, sounds good. I'll just mark no for sexually active. <laughs> and so I snapped into a Slim Jim. Nice joke. I've had I've I've had some weird jobs in my time. I'm fucking currently I'm a I sell software for a company that does software, right? I sell, I'm a sales guy, and um, it's been a long road. Sales is fucking hard, dude. It's like people tell you to fuck off like 99% of the time, and you have to like beat your way through like 100 fuck offs to get to the money, right? I started in outside sales, which is a lot like trick-or-treating, except instead of candy, they just tell you to fuck off. Oi, maybe I want to take the fuck off out of the start of that joke. 
Yeah, it was funny. Um, anyway, I used to be a private investigator. That was a cool job. I'd do surveillance for insurance companies. They'd, you know, people would have injuries. They'd put out an insurance claim, and they would say, all right, go get this film of this guy fucking doing jumping jacks or dancing or some shit, right? So, because it was a fraudulent claim, so... It was an interesting job. Like, the whole thing was just, like, hiding in the bushes and going, snap, snap, you're fucked, and then I'm out of here. I get paid for that shit, right? One time, I followed a guy to uh, a Raider game, but then I lost him, which is fine, because losing is what you do with the other That's one of my oldest jokes. It hasn't been funny in years. You, you ever have a joke, Ernest, that's like, funny for like a year or two and then it just loses the magic yeah 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 that's that's like that's the culture changing right there might be some kind of co fucking cognitive shit going on anyway um yeah so i have a i, I used to have roommates I live, I live with my girlfriend now um my roommate is is from russia and it's, I like that. Well, no, he's from Ukraine, right? Who, who fucking, what do you, the same fucking thing, right? They sound the same, so it's fucking Russia. Anyway, he makes me see things in a different light, right? He was standing in front of the fridge the other day. He was like, hey, Dan, do mushrooms go bad or did they just make more mushrooms? <laughs> What's a fucking answer to that, Boris? He's fucking mean, too. He got me, he got me fucking a, a bag of cookies for my birthday, and he was like, I know since you're such a fucking fat ass that you would love these cookies. <laughs> and that's my time. Woo, yeah! The table being meaningless. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a really strong set. Um, I, yeah. Like super, super good. I just like super lost during that table. Yeah. Um, I was rambling. So great intro. Uh, comics getting married. Um, personally, I'm married too. So I think that's kind of tough, especially if you're in a room full of people who aren't comics. I think yeah. it only works if you're in a room full of comics who aren't married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. Um, Driving, love the conversation, love the animation and when you were talking about your fiance driving. Yeah. What I wanna hear is how you were like yeah, in that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, like were you like white knuckles? Were you like chill? Were you already asleep? Were you passed out from exhaustion? I was like, fucking afraid, dude. Yeah. 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 Um th this guy dying in real life was really good. I almost want like an epic build up to that moment like we're dying in this game we're dying in this game and he died in real life you know what? i also feel like i shouldn't say he died up front right he died is the reveal yeah mm -hmm. it's not the premise yeah exactly right so i fucked that up definitely i think you have, it's, yeah. a, it's a really hilarious story <laughs> um do, 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 do. um the wrong uh the wrong combination of drugs like is what is what killed is what killed him oh. uh, i think this is a really good opportunity to say like I thought the pharmacists were just bullshit. Yeah. Or like something about pharmacists, because yeah. like the only reason they like they're pill counters who just need to make sure that these two things won't kill you. Yeah. Uh, I thought that could maybe work there. And then I want to hear more about gas station food. Yeah. I like specifics. Yeah, I I want more there. And then um, you said it's like trick or treating or something. Uh -huh. Um, I think it'd be kind of funny if you put it as like it's like tre trick or treating on Veterans Day. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's a situation where someone would never want you to trick or treat? I'll think about it. Yeah. That's for the recording. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you were saying um, in sales, people will like tell you to fuck off all the time, like straight to your face. And yeah. Nobody likes a salesman, and I'm like, unless you're selling drugs, then, some, then you have to tell your customers to fuck off. Then you have to be best friends. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I the Raiders bit. Uh, I think because it's one of your oldest jokes, I think you sped through it because you're like, oh, I got this one. Right. I just hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Cadence. I think that was the only reason that I didn't uh, get it. Um, and then the, the, the healer, you couldn't kill himself. I didn't even interrupt you. I'm like, oh, I should have waited until afterwards. When we, yeah, okay. That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the uh, how you start off. Like, I, I, like, I like your premises of anybody ever have a tragedy or anybody got, you know, anybody actually didn't kill their dog or something like that. Like, yeah. I like how like you go into your jokes after you say that, of course. But I was also waiting for like the one of like anybody ever like you know just like to say something ridiculous. Like specific. It, like yeah, like some, anybody ever like come on your toes. <laughs> uh, that's yours now. Though. No, no, no. no, I, no I'm just saying. <laughs> I've, I've never done that. But like, <laughs> I'm just saying like say it and then like not even have a joke. Just literally move on to the next thing. Go just catch people completely off guard. It's just yeah, yeah. just totally. an idea. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it totally unworked premise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me know if you think of it. What happened to your leg, bro? I haven't been to the doctor. Okay. <laughs> right, everybody, make some noise. All right. Well, everybody, it seems like we are down to the final comedian of the night. Unless somebody walks through that door. Everybody, give it up for Steven Asifo. There we go, Steven Asivo. I don't know why I thought there was someone else at um, before me, but since we're rolling, we're rolling. Uh, all right, so the what I have going on right now is uh, daylight savings time. Is is weird as shit, man. Cause it's the, it's the changes that happen to your your body, you know. Like you know, cause when it's when it's nice outside the sun, you know, you get that glow. Everyone's happy, enjoying themselves. Daylight savings time. I don't get the same type of you know association with outside. 
you know like I, I go from Denzel Brown to Chris Brown yellow like I, I lose a lot of my my natural sunlight powers like I need that shit it's like photosynthesis for me you know I had to set a reminder myself you know to set my emojis two shades back you know turn that fist emoji from black lives to all lives matter real fast you know I gotta be careful um yeah uh, I, I I moved to California about two years ago and living in California I've learned a lot of things but m most important thing I learned is like I've learned to ask more questions especially as a weed smoker I've, I've realized that that's the most important thing uh, I have a friend who's a bud tender and if you guys don't know what that is, they are, you know, your bartenders at a, dis at a dispensary. They're like the real nerdy, you know, kids about weed. And the thing that the weird thing about those is that they don't look like people that would have sold me weed in high school. Uh, they look like the kids that got bullied enough and, you know, hot topic to stop hiring. Uh, so they're like, I guess I'm gonna do this weed shit. Um, but I don't think that's fucked up because I don't see anybody that like would have sold me drugs behind the counter there. But all of a sudden, now it's like, you know, white people turn into a legitimate business and you can write it off on your taxes. Like I didn't, you know, there's a lot of drug dealers missing out on money there. And, you know, but, but when you go to like a bud tender, they, they have a lot of knowledge. You know, they tell you the make, model or whatever of, of the weed. You know, they tell you like, oh, you know, is it sativa or is it indica? You know, how many milligrams? Is this locally sourced? You know, all the all good questions. Um, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's helped me out a lot cause I was with my friends, uh, back home on the East coast. I went there. The first thing we do when we hang out, someone says, try and get high. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely down. Uh, first question. The first question you always got to ask is, well, how high? That's the most important question you got to ask when someone says you try and get high. And the reason why is because. There's levels to this shit is what I've learned out here. You don't want to fuck around and take some drugs that'll get you like three days high. You're like, you know, fucking eating munchies. You're asleep for like a day, right? Like you don't want that in your life when you only got like an hour or two hours before you go do something else. And you, you want to be able to, you know, make sure you have the groceries for whatever type of high you're getting into. You know, so the most important question you can ask is, well, how high are we about to get? My friends didn't ask this question. They just dove right into it. Uh, my, my friend, he he's, he's considers himself to be a baker. He made brownies for everybody. And I was like, all right, that's nice of you to make brownies. And everyone started taking, you know, bits and pieces and parts of it. I thought that was a little weird. I stood back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take this joint I have. I'm going to enjoy myself. But next thing I hear, all my friends are saying, oh, I'm going to get me a quarter. You know, I'm going to eat me a whole brownie. Uh, I'm going to eat me a half a brownie. I was like, okay, all right. Um, a half of what? Right? And he said, well, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know how much is in it? And he's like, no, I don't know. And so everything's fine for a little bit until one guy thinks he's a crab. Um, and like, he just starts walking around. He's like, yo, dude, look at me, son. I'm a fucking crab. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, these are some good drugs. And then, you know, three hours later, he's like crawled up on the floor crying saying, I can't take this shit no more. And, um, that's when he realized that each brownie was a thousand milligrams. Uh, and the reason why I found out is cause I asked the dude who made them and I was like, Hey man, so what'd you put in these brownies? And he said, well, they're vegan. I said, that's not, I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. He's like, I was like, well, how much did you put in them? He's like, well, I put a gram into each. And I said, motherfucker, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know where you're trying to smuggle these drugs. And we were in the middle of the fucking jungle. It was too much. Um, 
Uh, the jungle part is for another time. But um, sorry. Okay. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, 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 I was talking to my friend the other day. She is uh, 30 years old. She's telling me she's going through a quarter life crisis. And I would too if I thought I was going to live until 120. Like I was like, that's a lot. You know, like, I mean, it's also like a privilege, but like that, I think that quarter life crisis, like midlife crisis that people put on themselves, it only happens for one reason is because we set expectations of where we're supposed to be at a certain point in our lives. Like that's what fucks us up. Uh, but in actuality, no one promised us none of this shit anyway. Like no one did that but ourselves, um, which is the fucked up part. Cause now you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Like I'm really letting myself down and you have no one to blame, but yourself. That's really morbid. I don't have the funny piece to it. I just think it's just something that we all go through. Um, my, my midlife crisis or quarter life crisis, whatever you want to call it is, uh, I'm now on a plant-based diet. I don't know if you guys heard this before. Uh, but I, I just watched this documentary called game changers. And like most documentaries on Netflix, it makes you rethink your lives and how terrible of a human you are. Um, but this one especially just talks about how um, animals and eating meat and all that stuff is really just been this whole uh, plot by, you know, big corporations to try and get money. And it doesn't actually help you get protein, no shit like that. And uh, I only switched over to plant based diet. I'm a day into it because I like conspiracy theories. Like that's that's the shit I like, you know, vegan and vegetarianism. Like, I don't want to eat the animals because they got heartbeats. Fuck that shit, man. I'm going to eat the shit out of some fucking burgers if I want to. I don't give a fuck if they have a heartbeat. However, if you're telling me that Ronald McDonald has a plan with the Marlboro man, I'm a little interested and I, and I don't want to support that shit because Ronald's supposed to be my man. He sold me Happy Meals growing up. I feel misled. You know, like that's the reason why I switched up to plant-based because I'm like, nah, son, you're not going to do me like this. You got to tell me the truth. Um... But to think, like, you know, I spent my entire life, I'm going to have to give up burgers. I, I don't have too much about that right now. But that's something that's going on in my life. Um, next thing is uh, I, uh, I was in um, the airport the other day. And in insecurities are something that really fuck you up, man. Like, in insecurities can have you, like, you know, damaging your own self without you even knowing it. Like, I, I was in uh, London nah, not too long ago. And on my last night there, I went out with my cousins there. Um you know, Ghanaian, but my, my insecurity with them is that they know how to speak the language they eat really spicy food, shit from like the motherland and shit. But I, and I want to fit in, I want to fit in cause I can't do either of those things. Uh, so my insecurity overplayed myself and I decided to like, just chow down on it. I got high as shit and I was like, Oh, I can eat this shit. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So I put it in, I stuff it through and, and, and you know, I, and then in the early in the morning, I had to head to the airport. Like, I, all right, I got this. My stomach grumbling a little bit. But I was like, I got this. Uh, and, you know, I'm supposed to be doing good things when I'm in this airport. I'm buying gifts for people. So when I come back and be like, yo, motherfucker, I was out of the country. I'm back now. You know, show me what, what you missed out on. You know, boom, bitch, boom. Giving out gifts, snow globes and shit. Uh, but then halfway through, you know, my stomach just grabs and says, shut the fuck up, dog. And I was like, oh, shit, what's going on, man? And when you and when you all of a sudden got a shit in a public place, it's the worst feeling. Your asshole sweaty. You feel like you feel like everyone around you is watching you. Your upper lip. Everything's just sweating and like, oh shit, I didn't know. And my stomach's just like, you thought you were cool as shit, weren't you? And I was like, God damn it. And in this moment, I'm in the middle of this fucking airport, and like to my gate is 15 minutes, and I don't know where the closest bathroom is, but I gotta I gotta start making it out there anyway. But I also gotta buy these gifts before I board. So now I'm like I'm fighting with my stomach, trying to get in the line, and my stomach's like, You think you got time? 
come and i was like oh god i got a shit so bad and you don't know how bad you're like crowning and shit like that uh so now i'm like i'm, I'm trying to swipe through and he's telling me you know do you want to donate and it's like fuck the kids i don't want to donate son get me the fuck out of here my son was like you better donate it's like all right put five on it put five save me too and so i was able to get out of there i rushed into the bathroom and the great thing about bathrooms at least in in this one in the uk is that they do like the full like stall or whatever like from the ground up so you feel like i don't know you're in like your own home or safety and shit like that and man dog like i was supposed to be flying first class dog uh and i, I felt so unsexy i couldn't enjoy myself at all because i was like the last thing i want to do when i have a stomach like this is get on a goddamn airplane for like nine hours and i was like i'm gonna fuck the airline up <laughs> i was like they won't let my ass back on this again and i was like and then all i could do, sit there and think is like i wanted to fit in so bad um and that's what happened with me uh i think that's all i wanted to talk about Thank you guys very much for the time. Give it up one more time, everybody, for Mr. Steven Asifo. Coming up next, we got comments from the other comedians in the room. That crab bit is super good, dude. Uh, where you get high. Um, I like that a lot. So you're a good comic. Oh, uh, yeah, I like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So um, I like the start with especially with the Chris Brown piece like you're changing in shade um but i want to hear like a chris brown joke after that um because it kind of like went for a little for a little bit i feel like if you hit it that could be a really big like, mm. exclamation um i think especially when you're talking about like stoner pieces you're talking really fast through it and you're talking at like a really like intense volume i think if you like varied it a little bit i think it might that's a good point might might sit um so the guy who thought he was a crab I like, I want to know what a guy who thinks he's a crab breaks down to. Like, I want to know what a crab <laughs> breakdown looks like, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and then I want to hear about your relationship with Ronald McDonald. Like, yeah. I want to hear about how you guys are homies or you hate yeah. him or whatever. Um, oh, I think that'd be really funny. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then there's, sorry, just one more thing. Um, when you were talking about uh, bathrooms in England, I remember those in the bathroom. And you mentioned how they have like the stall doors all the way down right. to the floor. All I think about is that how the reason why they have uh, bathrooms in gay clubs that you can see the floors because you want to see people are fucking in there so you can like kick them out because other people have to like use the bathroom. So like, if you why, can work that, why, if that works in, great. If not, like, like that's why, just my mind went. Yeah, like why would they have it all the way to the floor? Yeah, because right. no one's fucking in the bathroom. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like the I like the quarter I like, like right, the quarter well. life crisis uh, at 30 years old. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Working up, just like oh yeah, there we go. That <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, also, I remember I don't know if you want to do anything with this, but I remember reading a thing that like plants actually they found out actually do have like feelings. Uh, so I don't know if you want to like I don't know if there's anything to do with it, but I was just thinking about like uh, it might be like a tangential thing if you want to like working with that. It's like a plant diet's like supposedly healthier and like safer, but it's like no, you're still like hurting something you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like it's all it's all hurting in different kind of ways like but yeah but it doesn't real t feel like really tough giving it back to like big plant you know what i mean it's like <laughs> beating the shit out of big rainforest <laughs> really giving it to them um and then i showed up yeah i showed up late so i missed some stuff but yeah all of it uh 
seems good. I think yeah, the varying in the tone might be good. But I mean, I like I know why you're rushing. It's like you know, we got five minutes. You got a whole like story chunk you got to work through. 10. So it's actually ten. Oh, I'm nice. Just, yeah, I, I was just rushing because I didn't know what I was gonna say. Oh, but yeah. thank you. Though. Well, no, no, totally, man. But it's like you know, you get into these time constraints. It's like you know, I'm trying to I fucking want to hit the beats, so I gotta fucking go through it. There's no room to breathe really with yeah. it. But yeah, man, it seems good. We got the beats there, so just keep working on it. Seems good. Thanks, Jim. No problem. What's the um? You talked about how you say you have a cousin from. In, in yeah, he lives in London. Yeah, lives in London, but uh, basically, he's like from Africa. Yeah, cool. I think I wanted to hear more about like the comparisons between like I think the food. I think was a, was a great example. Um, I guess just like more comparisons to that of like how you fit in, but you don't fit in and stuff like that. Word. So, I, I think I was just curious to hear that. Yeah, but yeah great, great set. Your fucking Damn. your energy is crazy. Appreciate I really like your stage presence. Give it up one more time, everybody. So it turns out I lied about there being only one comedian left. Uh, <laughs> John Gallagher just walked through the... Is that, is that the door opening again? Is that what I just heard? No? Okay. Next comic to come in is getting kicked the fuck out. Everybody give it up <laughs> for John Gallagher. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I know, I know that feeling. Thanks for letting me go up. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it short. I just got, I just got two things I wanted to do. But you got, uh, you got ten minutes, man. Go ahead. Okay, okay cool. Um, so uh, I, I, th- I know this isn't true, but I, this is like a feeling I have in my brain. I, I always think that every single fetish. Uh, in the world was originally a joke. Does that make sense to everybody else? Like, just like a bit that somebody couldn't get out of and they went too far, you know? Like, I think with, like, foot fucking, right? Like, somebody was like, ha-ha, this would be funny, and, oh, God, now I need this. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the thing. They can't go back, and then they find out they're dependent on it forever. It's like this guy did his a bit, and then he's like, ah, oh, shit, now I can't come without the smell of the gym and toes. Fuck, no good. And I, I say that because I'm obsessed currently with a subreddit uh, called Dragon's Fucking Cars. Is anybody anybody familiar with this hot shit out there? Yeah, it's great, man. 42,000 people are very, very tor- turned on by the idea that dragons are real, you know? And then they come back and they just fuck the shit out of automobiles. <laughs> 42,000 people. Like, it's amazing. And for me right now, very, very funny. Okay, but pretty soon I know it's going to be the only thing I come to, and that's just how it goes. You know, it's just that's the that's the bed I made myself lying. You know, I'm just waiting to the time. Like I'm in a committed relationship. I'm waiting till the time where my girlfriend's like, "Well, you want to spice things up? What do you think? You want to like tie me up, like blindfold, handcuff me?" I'm like, "You know what? I got a better idea. How about I paint myself green and put on the dragon wings, and you act like a Toyota Tercel for the next 15 minutes?" Okay. All right, honk is the safe word. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and then uh, I'm originally from Reno, Nevada, and uh, Reno, Nevada is like you know rural. It's bad. Uh, what I say in the when I'm telling it regularly, great place to leave. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, great place to get out of. Outside of Reno, I found a place much much worse. It's called Virginia City. It's about 10 minutes outside in the hills, and it really answers the question: What if we brought the magical culture of mining in Virginia? to the hills of Nevada? Answer, a lot of meth and knife shops. That's, what are, that's what's there. The entire town has like 500 people. It's just a single strip of like these different shops and bars. And not even kidding, this is the entire progression of the town. Hotel, knife shop, bar, knife shop, 
bar, knife shop, bar, cemetery. It's like you see a town with a narrative. <laughs> it's very clear. You see how the town is built. And we were there because it's one of the most haunted places in the entire country. So if you guys want to see ghosts, this is where ghost adventurers started. That's like where the ghost hunters started and stuff. All these different haunted buildings and things. We were staying there. We were in a haunted hotel. We were in this room uh, populated by two ghosts named Rosie and William. So like different things happen. The ghosts rustle around. And I didn't, we didn't see any ghosts. But what we did see was much, much spookier, which was, while I didn't see any, you know, otherworldly spirits, we did see people that live in Virginia City. And that is oof, much spookier, I'd say, you know? And here's how you know you're in a shitty town. When you know you're in the worst place possible when people are proud to be from there. You ever notice that? Like, people with the most pride of where they're from are usually, it's usually the shittiest place. Like, it'd be like, San Francisco, right? Mike's like, ugh, San Francisco's over, right? <laughs> He'd say to people, like, it's cool, but, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not what it was. You go to Oakland, people are apologizing. New York, it's like, leave fucking New York, get out of here. But if you go to Virginia City, you're like, do you like this place? They're like, Virginia City's fucking awesome! <laughs> Hell yeah! They're like, so what are you, what's so cool? Well, we got, like, a sit go, you know? We got a gas station. You can die here. Uh, <laughs> and so we're like, we're sitting there we're going to a bar because like it's one of those places where it's scarier to be outside than inside. You know what I mean? Like outside, so much more quieter. We go into one of the bars and we're buying a drink and we go past this old lady and this old lady like laser visions on to us and goes, hey, where are you guys from? Which in small town parlance is a scary question. In one sentence, this lady is basically asked, who are you? I don't recognize you. Everybody in this building has either come out of me, been inside of me, or both. <laughs> like, that's what that is. It's all the above. And so we're nervous, and we're like, oh, we're visiting from Oakland. And she goes, Oakland? Wow, I'm sorry. Like, interesting. Why are you sorry? She goes, oh, I've just been there. It's horrible. There's so much crime. It's scary. Have you been outside? <laughs> The worst part of this entire trip is finding out that you're not a ghost. I gotta say that you're a real person. And yeah, I gotta, I like, I'm still struggling for it because that's, that's supposed to be the punchline and that's not it. It's not doing it. So I gotta spice it up. But that's all I wanna do. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Everybody give it up one more time for John Gallagher. Clap loudly. Clap. Just give me a clap. Yeah, yeah, there we go. go. Chlamydia. So we're, we're right. doing it. We can leave pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I think for the uh, first joke on the fetishes, I think it's a funny premise. I think you could go into a little bit more. Like for example, like you could even start with something simple, like with like eating ass. Because I think when you're like when you're younger and you tell someone like, oh yes, this dude like licks someone's ass, like oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like, hilarious. Like, no, no one does that, right? But then, it, like, then it's like, oh, I do that now. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Right. And people, so, people like, you yeah, lick ass? Think, it's disgusting. I, like, you touched it with, like, the foot yeah. fucking thing, but I think you could, like, pick one for real and, like, add a joke to it. Okay. And go into it, like, like actually go into it. That's, yeah, that's Show how, like, how ridiculous it can get into well, it. Well, that's, that's a good call. Um, that is... Especially, like, as a... Like, especially, like, from, like, a kid. Like, you're a kid. You hear, like, people do this. And you're like, oh, right. Is it you fuck feet? You're like um, an ass. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when you're doing, like, the... I don't, I don't know if you had written it like this, but when you say, like, knife, shop, cemetery, blah, 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 blah. Like, so you you do that, and then you do kind of, like, 
uh, at a point by saying like you know it has a narrative, but then I kind of also wanted to say like what the narrative is or like what oh. those all, like extra knife shops mean. Like you say that's a narrative, so like what is the narrative? Right on. Okay. And I think that could have been something there. Spell it out a little bit more. Okay. Right yeah. on. And then uh, the where you're proud to be from. I think you're honest in there, but I, I I think the the premise of it could be reworked because there's a lot of people who are like proud to be from a lot of places. That's fair. Okay. Um. So it may not be that, but I, I know what you're trying to get to. I, I I couldn't think of anything else, but I I don't I don't think it's that. Yeah. Right. Um. And then I, I like the been inside of me come from me or both. Like I, I think that's that's funny. I, I don't know if you've done it somewhere, but that should be it. Oh yeah, no, it's good. Like the the biggest thing so far I'm running into is like people just find it like too judgmental. Which is also oh, okay, like yeah. I can just feel the audience going like, man, it's like they're just living a shithole. Leave them alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, damn, don't believe these people. <laughs> and, and and maybe and, and, and so the part that I I know you said like the punchline was supposed to be like you were surprised that you didn't see ghosts, but I don't think I you built up like how much you wanted to see the ghosts. Right. So I, I totally forgot about that until you brought it back. Oh, uh, see, okay, that makes sense. And that yeah, that totally makes sense. Right. So I guess if you then do like from a perspective like you know you're excited you're really here to see ghosts and then you run into this lady and she's like you know whatever so it's less like you're making fun of them but like, it's like yo they're just ruining my experience okay you know? yeah that's maybe, a good... maybe that way no that's not those are all good ideas thank you no problem i fucking love that dragon joke that's oh. fucking dope dude thanks man you're super good for virginia city i think i've been there oh yeah uh, my parents live right near there oh yeah uh, scary. you know genoa oh of course yeah yeah yeah. my parents live in genoa oh boy well i'm sorry <laughs> no yeah, yeah they're fucking retired that right? that entire area is uh, fucking it's like 100 people totally oh yeah right? it's terrifying like cows right um for virginia city don't they have a fucking mine shaft tour oh yeah perfect dark okay so the best thing about virginia city is doing the tour where you can't see virginia city anymore yeah that's <laughs> right? uh, that's very funny that's yeah. very good. Yeah, like uh, there's yeah there's open mine shafts everywhere in the country. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking. Well, it's, maybe you could say it's like you know Virginia City is a town of like a hundred people where the best thing about it is a mine shaft where we don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right on. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, wait, I got. Oh sure, Mike. Thanks. One thing. Uh, fuck. Yeah, actually, piggyback off of what, what Steven said. I think that um, like if you made up a fetish that like that you have, but you don't really have it, you just feel like yeah, like I, I really fuck like fucking armpits and like you think it's weird now? Just wait, wait six months. Oh fuck yeah, you're all good. gonna be, have stink dick because of your fucking <laughs> armpits, you know? I got ringworm on my dick. Right there, we, there we go. That's <laughs> and ne- next thing you know, there'll be a hip hop song about ringworm on the dick. Damn. So <laughs> yes. Yep. Thanks guys. Oh. All right, everybody. That has been Joke Workshop. Listen for the next 30 minutes as old black music plays in the fills.
In my six fall, jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes, went to the park to get the scoop, knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoops. A car full shit at
like, like if comedians or not if, if celebrities that have the shit that's getting in trouble on Instagram nowadays and on Twitter and shit, if they said it in front of their moms, it'd be nothing. They just get a beating, it'd be over the next day. Cause your mom understands, your mom loves you, so she understands, and she's trying to change you as a person. But people see you do some shit on Twitter and they just want to decide, oh, that's who you are. When if you post some stupid shit on Twitter and I yell at you enough about it, you'll change. To what my opinion is. Unless I'm wrong, in which case I'll change. Because I'm yelling, which is going to make somebody else yell back. I'm just ranting because, like I said, I don't give a fuck about y'all's time. Um, nobody's yelling at me. to. Uh, I'm still sweating. I don't know why. Why am I sweating? That's fair. Um, ever since, I have a weird thing with clothing. I should write a joke about this. We're gonna stroll. Th- we're gonna stroll through memory right, memory lane right now. Um, freshman year of high school, my mom got me a hoodie for Christmas. That was a Portal. You know that video game. It had like the aperture thing on the back. Oh, Wore it every single day for the rest of the year. Every single day. Like I beat that hoodie to like, it looked like I sold drugs on the corner. It was so beat up. Um, and fucking sophomore year, I wore all black all year. Like just black clothes like different black clothes and not like emo black clothes like it was still like old navy and gap and shit because that was the only thing i could convince my mom to buy but i would only let her buy the black thing or she would buy me other shit to try and convince me to stop wearing black but i would only wear the black things um and i didn't have that many so i usually just (laughs) dog my mom still buys me clothes (laughs) If, if i can convince her like shit i'll take it I feel bad when my mom gives me money, but I don't feel bad when my mom gives me clothes. <laughs> um, my mom actually, she bought me, not this hoodie, she bought me these pants and these socks. My dad bought me these Crocs, actually. But that I earned these because I, I, he bought me these while I was working at the shop because my feet were falling apart. So I, I was just being a slow employee, like walking around. Oh yeah, my dad owns a deli. So I was working at his deli and I was just walking around. I was being a slow employee and he was like, I'm gonna buy you some new shoes so you're not so slow. Um, <laughs> I love my Crocs, they're good for my back, they're good for my wallet. I don't get robbed. Nobody nobody robs you when you're wearing Crocs. Nobody. I love it. You wearing Jordans, you got Jordan money. You wearing Crocs, you got some problems. They ain't got no problems. But I got some problems. I don't. Yeah, people. Talk to Pam. Don't do what everybody does, though. Don't just like walk up to Pam and like 
tell her what you think she should be doing better. Because I see a lot of people do that. That shit's stupid. That's like... Right, but that's how, that's how, so that's what you think when you meet somebody. You just, you see what they're doing and you always think, oh, what would I do, what would I do? Like, you always improve on what they're doing, but you don't think of all the reasons why they're doing that. Like, you see, like, oh, like, they should fucking not be wearing Crocs. Why are they wearing Crocs? But you don't think that I walk, like, 15 miles a day, and these are a lot more comfortable doing that than fucking other shoes. Like, you just, you don't know people's situation. So don't walk up to Pam and tell her to do some shit, and don't, fucking bother me while I'm trying to put together Ikea furniture, I know I get it. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm figuring it out. I'm trying really fucking hard. They didn't drill all the holes in this motherfucker. I have to screw some of them in myself with the screwdriver. Not, I, don't, I can't afford a drill. So I have to take the screws and the screwdriver and just jam them in there and just screw it in. So I don't need you to fucking tell me that I need to take the thing and turn it around because it'll be easier later. I don't need easier later. I need easier now, motherfucker. I couldn't say this to my girlfriend because, like I said, I really like blowjobs. Um, so y'all get it. How much time am I doing? Um... I really want to play Uno tonight, so I'm gonna wrap it up around here. Is everybody down to play Uno after this? Cause I don't. It looks yeah, like. Oh, what's Meredith doing? Oh, all right. It's at her house now. I'm not going to Warhorse Horse Warped though. Um. Um, I can't end my set on that. Shit. Nah. Let's do something positive. Okay. Do I have any positive jokes? No. Um. I don't. <laughs> I could end my set the Brody Stevens way. Um. Yeah. I don't I'm too responsible to end my set the Brody Stevens way. The one time I did almost commit suicide, I ended up I went to the hospital. Um like saying that cuz you can't like call 911 and say I need a therapist right now. <laughs> like you still got to go to the fucking emergency room. And then they make you stay there for like 3 hours. Just like just sit in the fucking waiting room for 3 hours thinking about how you want to kill yourself just to see if you're serious. Just to see if you're serious. Um, and if you are, then everybody got the problem solved. I'll leave it on that. Give it up for Kelly Evans, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, minion in human form. No. Like, <laughs> I just think yellow is a bold color choice, man. Like, I couldn't pull that shit off. That's why I wear fucking black and blue. That's it, man. I can't, you know, I don't have the palette for it, you know? The capital Pilcrow, he is a man of a different stripe than I am. All right. Yeah, man, I don't understand that shit either. 
when you just walk up to somebody and be like, you know what you're doing wrong? You should do this. Would you just do that in conversation? <laughs> like you just walk, like you're at a dinner party and be like, you know what? I think you're doing everything wrong with your life. You should totally change it. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Why are you? You're not cool with that. If somebody is in like a situation where they need an intervention, then yeah, sure. <laughs> like you need to stop smoking crack so much. Seriously, it is. <laughs> Unless you have some right now, then you should share. And then, then you should stop. Then we should definitely stop. Uh, I guess nobody likes drugs as much as I do. That's fine. You're missing out. You're fucking missing out. Um, can I just say that I am fucking delighted that we got rid of these uh, very dumb lights on the stage? The funnest part. I fuck it. I'm like, how do they not get destroyed every time? So it's like fucking boom, as I assume why they're gone. Yeah. Great material. <laughs> well, great. All right. Well, well, now we all know where Victor's standards lie, which is very, very low. Explains a lot. All right. Anyway, let's keep the ship. Nice. Uh, Murad, I apologize. I forgot your. Shocking. Shocking, shocking, shocking. You shock me, shocking. I'm just trying to remember this shit. All right. Shock him, hey, the shocker. What? I don't, huh? All right, for, I'm not, I, you need to explain that shit first. What do you mean that's, right? You can't say stupid shit like that and not <laughs> expect me to ask questions. What do you mean that's racist? You do that with everybody's name. Shocky, shock me. How the fuck do you remember names? I can't remember names for shit. That's the only way it works. When did you become like one of these fucking ultra left wing like it's got, you're gonna offend somebody you should really not do that like I don't know why you have to talk with a lisp when you're like that but it just <laughs> that's why I imagine I'm really digging myself a hole right now all right well fuck anyway on that fucking note and I'm sorry this made me think about it just because I'm pissed off about this not pissed off so much as it's frustrated but everybody know the presidential race going on right now does anybody watch? or read the news or whatever. Uh, does anybody know who Beto O'Rourke is? He's from Texas. He's like, he used to be in a band. He ran for senator against Ted Cruz. He lost, that's fine. Just like local politics. Anyway, he put in his bid for presidency. Everybody loves this guy. He's handsome, he's fun. He smokes weed, you know, he's, a, he's like a good looking guy. He's exciting. And then uh, a lot of the um, uh, women of the Democratic Party are evidently upset. Uh, that he's got so much press with just one conference and uh, Elizabeth Warren has got none. But the thing is, Elizabeth Warren sucks. She's boring as shit, all right? She is. <laughs> Have you seen her talk? Not exciting at all and not very attractive. Have you not paid attention? Go stand in the grocery store line and tell me, what do you see in the fucking aisle? People magazine, star, pretty people. That's all that shit. Like nobody want, you either want to see a freak show like Donald Trump or you want to see somebody hot like Beto O'Rourke, all right? That's, that's it. I don't make this world. Just fucking live in it. Don't act stupid and pretend like you don't understand. It's like, oh, it's because they like men more. It's no, because Elizabeth Warren, she sucks, all right? Get a, get a better female candidate, that's all, you know? Anyway, all right. Our next comic, Murad. I remembered, all right? I got it. You saw the look on my face because I had to grasp it for a second, but I remembered it. I said, sh shock me, shock me. I that electricity, and I was like, yeah. Because you're electric. This next guy is electric. You can see it in his hair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's uh, welcome Murad Shaki. 
if you three white guys could just stop oppressing me and uh, direct your attention towards the ethnically ambiguous grade schooler on stage right now. Uh, I get a lot of weird celebrity comparisons because uh, people just keep trying to nail what I look like. Uh, I usually get some combination of Eric Andre, Jonah Hill, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Bruno Mars, and Patrick Mahomes, which to me sounds like either the best or worst Avengers reboot ever. Um, I get a lot of misplaced racism, though. Like, um, I get uh, a lot of anti-Semitism. I'm an Egyptian dude, raised Muslim, but I take a lot of L's for the Jews. Um, yeah, like, I, was, uh, I took my super-duper white ex-girlfriend to this diner in mid-Missouri. I went to school in Missouri. Um, and we both ordered the same thing, full stack of French toast, and they cut them in the, you know, diagonal, make them little triangles. Uh, and I got, she got hers neatly in a row, and I got mine in the Star of David. <laughs> like, I, are you trying to, like, flex your bigotry on me, or is this you being, like, super inclusive? Uh, but either way, I, I left a big tip, because I don't I'll break someone else's stereotype. I don't give a shit. Uh, I had another such incident. I was in L.A. Uh, walking with some friends, sipping on some coffee, and we uh, uh, passed by a film set. And a crew member whispered to me while uh, we walked by, he went, little Jew likes his Starbucks. And I was like, okay, well, yes and no. No, I'm not Jewish. Yes, this blonde roast is delicious. Um, you love your girlfriend, right, Capital? Oh, okay, you like her. She's all right. You could hang out, play Uno, something like that. Um, yeah, I just broke up with my girlfriend two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, nothing was super wrong or anything. It was just, she was her, you know. Um, <laughs> she was her, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but yeah, uh, it just seems like a bad sign for your relationship uh, when you consistently have better conversations with your Uber driver than your significant other. Uh, hey, what's up? How's your week? Good. So you want to bang? Yeah, sure. Well, it was nice seeing you. But I'm single now. I'm dating again. I'm on OkCupid, not Tinder, because I'm looking for the one. Um, I bought the premium membership, $9.99 a month, because that's like not the worst price tag to avoid false hope, because you can just tell who likes you. Um, and you can do this thing where you pay 2 bucks for a boost. Now, what a boost is, is uh, 200 people are guaranteed to see your profile in five minutes. Sounds like, you know, dollar to person ratio. That's actually really, really good. So I went ahead and did that, and uh, 200 people saw my profile, not a single like. So basically, I got to pay $1.99 to relive high school 25 times in five minutes. Really, really fucking killer deal. Um, I think people can tell I'm down in the dumps lately because uh, I've had this problem. Let me know if you guys have had this problem uh, where you're flipped off by children constantly in the last six months. Four separate children have given me the middle finger. Uh, and I'm not talking like shitty middle schoolers. I'm talking like eight-year-olds. And they always do the same thing. They like look both ways, make sure the coast is clear, make sure the parents aren't looking, and then they fire it from the hip. Like it never comes out just like that. It's always like straight shot. And I think it's because they look at me and they have like the sixth sense of like, you know, I'm not sure what a bitch is. This guy seems like a bitch. I'm a test pilot one of these birdies out. Let them know how I feel. Let, them, let, them, let myself know how it feels. And I know that's their criteria, because when I was a little kid, that was my criteria. <laughs> that's how I chose people. <laughs> it's like, if I flip this person off, no physical harm will come to me. 
better test it out on him. Um, I used to, like I said earlier, I used to go to school in Missouri. Um, it was all right. People were nice, way fucking nicer than here. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, wasn't prepared for a town uh, where a legitimate topic of conversation at a party is, hey, man, have you tried the new quesarito? Uh, I also wasn't prepared for a town that could be more trucks than people. Um, but every once in a while, you got a nice little tasty morsel of racism, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Like, I lived uh, near this billboard that advertised an emotional support group called Sons of Confederate Veterans. Because uh, it's been more than 150 years, but I guess they're still putting the pieces together, taking it one day at a time. That's not what I thought, though. I didn't think about the uh, hundreds of years of bigotry, oppression, anything like that. All I could think of was, man, what about the daughters? They don't get to come? They don't get like a racist spin class or like a bigot bake sale they get to run or something like that. I just like how the Sons of Confederate Veterans Manifesto goes, uh, one, white is right, goes without saying, two, deaf need our slaves back, three, no cooties, none allowed. Um, I have uh, us youngins, I don't know, I can't, Kelly, you could be like 27 or 97, I can't tell. Um, uh, but us, uh, huh? I, my friend went prematurely gray. He's like 25. Um, I made that up. <laughs> I completely fucking lied. Just, I just know that people can go prematurely gray in their early 20s, but I just needed to be right, uh, so I lied. Um, yeah, anyway. Us youngins, though, it can get, I think, a little fatiguing to be called snowflake over and over and over again. I get it. We're a soft bunch. Uh, like, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, one or two more insults. Like, maybe throw a cream puff in there. That'd be fun, just for variety. Because if I hear you say snowflake, I don't have to listen anymore. I, I got the point. We fucking ruined something. 